You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hey lovers, I am Reese Ray. And I am T. Uh, we took a break um, due to life. And uh, it was a much-needed break, but we're back. Uh, how have things been with you, T? Well, it feels good to be back with you guys listening again. Thank you all for your patience. Thank you if you did not get a chance to catch up on our previous episodes. You can you still have time to do that before, you know, this episode. But as far as I am concerned, I've just been, I've been fully vaccinated for a few weeks now and I'm ready to get back out there with caution. So I'm not going to be wilding out. I'm not going to be outside without a mask on. I'm still going to continue to do what I have been doing before I got vaccinated. I'll still continue to do it after I got vaccinated. But yes, I'm I'm ready. The weather has broke. Beautiful spring weather. The pollen has been killing me. <laughs> allergies. Right. But I am ready to get back out there, you know, do a couple of brunch, dinner, you know, I, I specifically want to do things outdoor. I am not ready to eat inside of a restaurant quite yet. I don't know when I will feel comfortable doing that, but yes, I'm ready to get back to some of the things that I enjoyed before the pandemic. How about you, Reese? Um, I have been better, way better than I have been. Um, been some personal things been going on but you know I'm superwoman I got my cape on you know I'm just flying high um like you said we'll ready to get back out in the world um definitely will have a mask on because these are the same people before the pandemic that didn't wash their hands when leaving the restaurant so Mm -mm. I'm definitely (laughs) gonna keep my mask on um I did try uh I'm not I don't know if I told you or not uh I did try the dating app black okay uh that lasted for about five days because again it was a constant good morning beautiful what you doing you don't even know me so why are you asking me what I'm doing but that's mm-hmm. something else um yeah so I deleted the app and I deleted the profile then deleted the app there was a guy that I went to high school with. I went to a technical high school. Uh, I met up with him on there, but he's not really talking about nothing either. So, hmm. yeah, I did that while we were on break. Um, that's about it for real. And shout out to Votech School. <laughs> yes. Um, but working and that's about it. I ordered a lot of stuff off of Sheen, but that's another subject another day. Is it pronounced Sheen or Sheen? Because, you know, I was pronouncing like Sheen, so I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> I'm not sure either because they said you could pronounce it both ways. Oh, okay. And I call it Sheen. And I like their pieces. It's affordable. They fit wonderfully. Um, I don't know where I'm going, even if I just like take pictures in my backyard, but, uh, <laughs> Hey, yeah. you, you're preparing yourself to get back out there. So yeah, since we was, um, on break, I've purchased six pair of shoes. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I am ready. So I've purchased six pair of shoes, purchased some new dresses. Um, you know, just trying to get some, level of normalcy back in my mm-hmm. life even as now that you mentioned dating apps um i had re-downloaded bumble and a match even though i didn't go into getting a paid subscription for both match and bumble so i've been kind of like in and out with getting the notifications and on hinge i consistently stayed on hinge okay. but i haven't seen anybody that I may be interested in and I keep having people encourage me that you don't need dating apps like Twitter is really the best app and that's not even a real Mm -hmm. dating app I said well I am one for three on Twitter so I don't know about y'all but I have not had success on there the only good thing I can say about being on Twitter is that 
I get an opportunity to see some of what people's mindsets are. So it either gives me, you know, caution to the wind or like, no, absolutely not. So (laughs) that's, you know, that's how it has been on my end. I'm still not uh, shying away from the traditional way of meeting someone. So I'm putting a little bit extra effort into the way that I look when I leave out the house now. So, I mean, all you can see is my eyes. Right. But if you're going to see my eyes, them, them eyes is going to be nice and eye shadowed up, mascara, brows, you know. Right. Looking good. <laughs> earrings. <laughs> right. Earrings. And you know, that's so hard wearing, trying to wear anything that's hoops with AirPods and a mask is just so oh, hard. Man, it's like what is going on and then it's like and don't let you have like long hair because i have the um soft locks so it's the Mm -hmm. soft locks the hoop earrings the mask the airpod and then you got to pay attention because it's like okay were you talking to me oh you weren't talking to me oh i'm sorry right i can't hear because all of this stuff is just dangling in my ear so (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you on that um, in finding someone the traditional way. I remember talking about a man that I saw in Target. Remember I said he smelled yeah. good? Mm-hmm. Funny story. Okay. Um, when was this? That's about two, three weeks ago. I went into this same Target with me and my cousin. And I saw the same guy. And I how I knew it was him because I remembered the smell. If I could mm-hmm. smell it through the mask, I remember the smell. So he walked past us the first time and he looked and my cousin was like, did he just look at you like that? What did he look at you like that for? She's real, really, 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 really outspoken. Okay. So um, I'm looking for the, I end up getting the new iPhone 12 Max Pro, whatever the jig, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And you know, it comes with the new C, whatever, C cord or USB-C. I don't know what it's called, but you need the the block to it. I call it the charging block or the charging plug, whatever. Okay. So I'm looking for that, and I'm not paying this man no attention. I smelt him. Okay, I looked. But now, you know, I'm looking for my charger. My daughter wants something from out the toy out, LOL. Then she want a book out the book out. So I'm like, okay, let me just get my block so we can get this stuff so we can go. And so he walked by again, and she's like, did you really just look at my cousin over there like that? He was like, yeah, because I like what I see. And I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where you go? But then the man came and showed me the charger. The dude left. I said, now, if I see him again three times to show him, I'm going to shoot my shot. I know that's right. And, you know, <laughs> it's going to be up from there. So I'm not, I'm not never opposed to um, the traditional way, but the dating apps, I, you have to have conversation. Guys are boring. They just want to find someone to get in the bed with. You're not getting in my bed. I'm not getting in your bed. I don't even know you. And I hate a what you doing and you don't know me. You just started messaging me two seconds ago. I hate it. Right. So, um, but as far as dating, um, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. So I think that overall, I know initially when we had started recording for this year, I was not actively trying to date or I was I had a little bit of hesitation still because we are still in a pandemic. But I started saying, okay, well, in the places that I do frequent, the supermarket, Target, CVS, I said, let me, you know, And it's not that I get dressed up or wear makeup for a man because they don't appreciate it anyway, but it's just, I said, let me just put a little bit more effort into the way that I look prior to the pandemic. We, we, I mean, we were in the office, we were out and about, we Mm -hmm. made sure we looked good. So being home, working from home has made me not really lazy, but more relaxed, right? more relaxed about everything. I, I played myself trying to try on my work pants, girl. Please. <laughs> they said, uh-uh, girl, you thought you got all this butt muffin that's hanging out. No. So <laughs> I just, you know, wanted to put more effort into the way that I look because, I mean, I'll be turning a, a year older exactly 30 days from today y'all Yay. <laughs> so I'll be 37 so I'm like okay 
getting closer to 40. I'm like, okay, like somebody got to make it happen and vice versa, because the older I get, the more hard pressed, I'm like, "Mm -mm, that's not going to work. No, I'm not going to tolerate that. So I'm getting even more picky as I get older. And so not that I, uh, I mean, some women are, you know, happily single. And I'm not saying that I'm miserable. I'm not, but I just like, okay, I do want to do this thing called life with a partner. Mm-hmm. I do want to have children. Like, yeah, I know y'all like, girl, you about to be 37. I mean nothing. I'm still young. Hey, okay. Yeah. Look, the the parts like, still work. The parts still work. Okay, y'all. Okay. <laughs> There are plenty of women who have babies um in their 40s. Like you will wonder how you have friends and their parents, like you in your 30s, and their parents are like in 75, 80, and they the mm-hmm. youngest. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the, the parts still work. <laughs> Listen, Reese. So, like a lot of people, that's what I used to always hear throughout different phases of my life. Anytime I talk about how old my parents are, they're like, oh, you they like you got young parents. I was like, I guess. So now I'm going to be one of those parents where my kids' friends ain't going to say that about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not going to be saying you got young parents. They're going to be like, why your mama come to a parent-teacher conference with that fur on? Because that's my mama. <laughs> I know that's right. It's not planning on being an extra. Right. So extra when I'm a parent. Like, I, I can't wait. But yeah, so like, as I'm getting older, I'm like, okay, really want to settle down because I know for a fact that I wasn't ready in my twenties. I was still being stupid in my twenties. And in the first half of my thirties, I was still, you know, trying to figure life out. And I want our listeners to know that I don't know who started it, but you do not need to have your life figured out by the time you're 30. You You don't. Do not. You do not need to have your life figured out. And so like, I know for some people, they feel like 30, like it, that's the, you know, the essence of being an adult and it is, trust me, Mm -hmm. you know, with that new decade comes, you know, more maturity, even for some of us, some gray hairs, Mm -hmm. some body aches that we didn't have in our twenties. And it's a beautiful decade to live in, but we just want y'all to know that you don't have to feel any pressure to have your life together. When you turn 30, there's a lot of people who have made lifestyle changes, career changes, and everything during that time period of their 30s. And it's wonderful. I mean, for somebody to have one career for one half of their life and then they decide to do something different for the next phase of their life, I think that's awesome. And and not only that, when you come into your 30s, like that's when you know what you want. You're not budging on it. You're not settling. Um, And a lot of people, especially like in their 20s, they'll get married because, oh, this is what such and such says. This is what society says. This is what my parents says. This is what we're supposed to do when you probably don't even like the partner that you're with like that or you don't even know them. So the third, I feel like, the thirties, they have their moments, but that's the essence of your life for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Girl, I, I just think about some of the people I went to school with. Some of them may have gotten married either right after college or, or um, a couple years after college and are miserable. A lot of them, a lot of them are not still married. So now I'm getting into the phase of, yes, I might still have the possibility of meeting a man who has never been married and does not have children, or I might have the possibility of meeting a man who has children, has never been married, or I might meet a divorcee. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's just the rule that I'm heading towards as I get older, but even still, just because that might be what maybe, you know, presented to me at the time doesn't mean I'm just going oh I'm just going to pick this person right like I said in your 30s you know what you want absolutely Uh, and that that turns me into uh this episode subject which is love language um with your love language is how you like to be loved on um is five different love languages uh there is Words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, acts of service, and receiving gifts. Um, you know, like you said, in your 30s, what 
turns you on if you like spending time with people if you like spending time alone if you like someone doing something for you or you rather do it yourself and like you said that comes with the age so 30 is where it's at for real for real because in your 20s yeah you might like hanging out with everybody you might like doing something but then um when you turn 30 you're like "Mm, i used to do this all the time but i ain't really like it i ain't really care for it Mm -hmm. so it's just all a matter of what you like once you get older uh in the love languages mine used to vary and i used to think um well i'm not gonna say used to think i have a bit bits and pieces of all of them um but mine is really like quality time because i like spending time with people but i also like my space i like um to not be distracted from you know the phone because if you're sitting with somebody most likely you're going to have your phone in your hand or you just or scrolling whatever social media shopping whatever the case may be um i like for someone to tell me i love you you look beautiful i like physical touch also so it's i like all of them i feel like there's no more one more than the other uh because all of them i could take a piece from every one of them and be satisfied that's just me Mm-hmm. Uh, words of affirmation like I said is just basically kind words and encouragement I love you you're beautiful I'm proud of you then physical touches not always sexual it could just be mean a nice nice hug holding hands um, a kiss on the cheek a kiss on the forehead a pat on the butt who knows <laughs> um, quality time like you said being there with them undivided attention free from distractions meaningful conversations because sometimes people that you can have a conversation with somebody and it just hey how you doing i'm well and they'll think that you know you're moving somewhere from that no that's not keeping my attention acts of service which could be um picking up the kids from school or you having your car service and someone comes to pick you up and you spend time with them so that there you got two of the um love languages quality time and acts of service or washing the dish taking the trash out that is an act of service that i think every woman loves Mm -hmm. or maybe just me but (laughs) 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 hey because i don't like taking out the trash just just me (laughs) and then um receiving gifts um it doesn't have to be big gifts it doesn't mean that you're a gold digger or you're materialistic it could be something as far as my favorite juice or soda from the store or you know that I like nothing but blank cakes and you bring me one so it it just depends on you know your level of what you like yeah absolutely so I had first learned about the five love languages from one of my friends I had purchased the book and I didn't read it for a long time so it was just on my bookshelf collecting dust and so I had picked up the book, trying to get an idea as to what my love languages were. So I read the book in 2016. And at the time that I read the book, I identified that my primary love language was quality time. And honestly, because I like to be transparent with our listeners, I wasn't, I had a significant other at the time that I read the book. However, Mm, quality time was mm, yeah quality time wasn't um as much as I would have liked um we did for a brief moment live together but I ended up putting him out (laughs) for reasons (laughs) we were still together but I had put him out I said "Uh -uh, it's not gonna work You, you can't be in my space like I had established this is how I like to run my household, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And you do things differently. This is a, this is not going to work. So initially when I read the book, my primary love language was quality time, followed by acts of service, physical touch, words of affirmation, and then gifts. Then I want to say maybe two years afterwards, that relationship had ended. Mm-hmm. And at that time, Words of affirmation was something I needed. I needed to be built back up because here was another relationship. 
that I thought was going to be successful. It did not end in, you know, long-term love the way I would have liked it. And I, I learned a lot of things at that time. And a year after that, I have went to, um, I had went to counseling or therapy. So, I mean, he was a, a licensed counselor, but I called up my therapy. He said, you can call me a therapist. It doesn't bother me. I said, okay. So I went to counseling slash therapy. It was offered through my employer for six sessions for free mm-hmm. per issue. That was the loophole. Ooh. So I said, okay, well, I got this issue. That's six mm-hmm. sessions. Then I said, I got this other issue. That's another six. So I ended up getting 12 sessions <laughs> with, with the licensed counselor. And during the time that I was in counseling in 2019, my primary love language at that time was acts of service. Like, okay, you say that you love me or you say that you like me, show me, show me how you appreciate me. And then we come to 2020. In the beginning of the year, we were excited. We were like, yeah, 2020, <laughs> woo! bam. Then we start hearing about the coronavirus. We hear about it overseas. Then we hear about it in Washington state. And then every, all the shit hit the fan after that. And by the middle of March, most of us were working from home. Mm-hmm. And so during that time, I had started like, I was like, okay, I'm going to do speed dating. I'm going to really amp it up on, on these dating apps. And then the pandemic started. And I'm like, all right, we want to do deal. And at, and at first we weren't advised to wear a mask in the beginning of the pandemic, but eventually we were. So I was like, okay, well, at least I can still see people's faces. But then once we have a mask, I'm like, okay, now we really ain't going to be able to see anybody. And so the more, because I live alone. So the more that I spent in isolation, because it's one thing, Reese, if you are a homebody by nature you decide, oh, I don't really feel like going out. I'm going to stay in. And there's another thing where you can't go anywhere. And that's how the pandemic was. I couldn't go anywhere. Everything, well, the world never really shut down, let's be clear. But there you know, were businesses that had closed and stuff during that time period. And so I couldn't go anywhere. And so then my primary love language has been since 2020 physical touch. Because now when we greet our friends or family, we were so accustomed to hugging people. Mm -hmm. Now I can't hug anybody really. Now we elbow bumping, Mm -hmm. fist bumping, you know, but for some, for some family, I said, forget all that. I'm hugging you. Right. right. (laughs) So, (laughs) so yeah. So my family is spread out through the city of Philadelphia and my mom lives in Delaware. My sister lives in Delaware. My brother lives in Jersey and my other brother lives in Missouri right yeah he lives in missouri city. not st louis oh. <laughs> he's in the military so oh, he probably in fort somebody yeah so you know i'm not around family right now and so you know that physical touch is something mm-hmm. that i truly needed and and even taking it a step further like although it's not supposed to be um Oh, sexual. I feel like St. Robert, that's where he is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm like, okay, well, in addition to me wanting to just hug people, just to have that touch, just to feel somebody's hand, I also wouldn't mind getting my booty rubbed on. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> physical touch has been my primary love languages. And also, we want our listeners to know that you don't necessarily have to just have one primary love language. Some people have two. I was going to get into that too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like you, I bought the book, but confession, I have not read it yet. Okay. <laughs> I, um, I love books. I will buy a book quick, fast, and in a hurry as soon as I hear a good review, but it may take me months, maybe years to read the book. Lord, forgive me. Um, so when I first, I heard about it from um, one of our other podcast hosts, Randy, and I did it. This is probably maybe 2017 to 2018. And I did it then. And at that time, uh, it was quality time. And mm, 
it was more and and i don't think it was more of quality time with just a specific partner it just was quality time with the people that i love that i was probably wanting well i'm not gonna say was but i i wanted um i didn't do it anytime in between then i did do it um recently before um well this year 2021 and it says that mine um is um receiving gifts and i'm all for receiving gifts i love to receive a gift um especially if it's something one if it's something that i want two if it's something that you thought that i want that means something or reminds you of me something that's thoughtful i love anything that's thoughtful whether it's a card i love cards it could be um, uh, Memorial Day, and you want to send me a card, I'm going to keep it forever. I keep cards in the box forever. Um, so that's just me. I don't necessarily, I'm not a go buy me a Louis bag and some Lubu's type of girl. Uh, but if you want to buy me some Air Max, that's fine too. But um, I feel like, that's what I took the test and I'm going to put the link to the test in um, the show notes, but I took the test and it said receiving gifts, but I think I'm more of a quality time type of girl because I like to spend time with you, whether it's we're riding in the car, listening to old school jams and talking or just outside people watching and talking, just spending time with somebody. I liked it. That's just me, especially like you said, now that we're in a pandemic, you you could spend time with someone by being on the phone with them or FaceTiming them, video calling them. But at the same time, that to me, that gets a little old. That's just <laughs> me. I don't want to hold the phone all day. I want to be in technology that much. Right. So um, I like quality time. Like I said, receiving gifts, that's lovely too. Acts of service. Like I said, if you take my trash out, if you wash my hair, if you oil my scalp, we go together. We ain't married. Forget all that. <laughs> we go together. No, but like those type of acts of service, even if, like I said, you're getting an oil change and like, hey, well, I'm going to come swoop you up and let's go to get something to snack on real quick or let's go get a smoothie. Cool. That's cool beans with me. Physical touch, like you said, we're in a pandemic, and I think everybody, body who is single, um, like truly single, is yearning for a touch. And I know that probably sounds a little, maybe it sounds creepy, I don't know, but um, your your body appreciate physical touch, not just you touching yourself, but someone else caressing you, whether it's you know a booty rub or a leg rub or a foot rub, any type of rub, it's appreciated. Worst affirmation. I believe everybody, 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 everybody deserves words of affirmation because um, even on your bad days, someone telling you, hey, you look cute, a stranger, that'll light up your, not your confidence, your self-esteem, but just your energy. And I did the um, love language uh, test. They had a, ch- a children's version. I did it with my daughter. Her... Um, love language was words of affirmation which i can see that because if i tell her i tell her i love her in the morning when i leave the house or when i leave from with her when she go to bed when we on the phone when we texting like i always tell her i love her i tell her she's a wonderful child i i try to uh speak good things to her even when you know maybe she's misbehaving i say the x y and z but you're an awesome child i always end with your awesome child because she truly is um but words of affirmation i believe that's for anybody mm-hmm. they could help anybody um and and some people don't hear it so they when you do give them a, a compliment whether it's on you know their physical their mental emotional anything they don't know how to accept it so that's why i said words of affirmation is really one that everyone needs well my opinion anyway yes so with you even mentioning about quality time and riding around with your boo and listening to some old school music you know, this is a little shameless plug. We do have an official playlist mm-hmm. for Love Draw Podcast. Mm-hmm. We have a mix of old school and new school. And this was based on our episode five of DJ Play a Love Song. So, hey, 
Y'all want to spend some quality time with y'all, boo. Check out our playlist. It's pinned on my Twitter <laughs> at T the Gym, T E E the Gym. Yeah, shameless plug. But yes, I have the link for that as my pinned tweet. So as I had mentioned that since the pandemic has started, that my primary love language is now physical touch and also having you having more than one primary love language because each five can fall into the same, you know, you can apply it to all parts of your life. It just may fall differently on a scale. Mm -hmm. So for me, my two primary love languages are physical touch and acts of service. I can't get around that acts of service. Like Reese mentioned, I hate taking out the trash. I really do. (laughs) I hate folding up clothes and hanging them up. I don't mind washing clothes, but I hate that. And then when Reese said shampooing your hair, a man's hand is something about it. I will never forget one time I got my hair shampooed by a man in the salon and he was so firm yet gentle. And it was one of the best shampoos I've ever had. So yeah, so acts of service as well as physical touch are now my two primary love languages. The next would be words of affirmation because it's something about your friends, your family, and especially your significant other building you up with words to affirm you. It's important. And as Reese mentioned, we all can benefit from words of affirmation. And I know that when I had originally read the book, I had to think about growing up and I didn't really hear too many words of affirmation growing up. So that's why at that particular time, those are my primary love languages because that's what I needed. So a lot of times your language speaks to what you did or you did not receive growing up. And so on, on the last that applies to me is gifts. I enjoy gifts. And as Reese mentioned, they don't have to be expensive. They don't have to be elaborate. Like for me, if you get me a meal one of my favorite meals with a Tahitian treat soda. I will love you. Tahitian treat soda. I love Tahitian treat. (laughs) I'm so serious. So there have been times where the last guy I dated, that's how he would, he knew, you know, a snack that I liked or my favorite soda. And I'd be like, oh. And then prior to that, my, my old work, he knew even more details about me, which is sad because he was mm-hmm. my old work, not my boo. Well, he was my boo in my mind, but that's neither near her there. <laughs> but he knew more, even more details about me. Like I love Beauty and the Beast. Oh, okay. He, he went to Disney World, took his kids to Disney World, brought me back a keychain from Disney World. Yeah, see, it's the little things. The little things. I was like, Oh my gosh. And I've had a, a, a boyfriend prior to that would give me sentimental gifts as well. Pay attention to detail. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't always about the, the cost of the gift. It's just that you thought enough of me to get me a gift. Like this is wonderful. So yeah, so all five love languages can apply to your life, but it may not be your primary one, what really speaks to you now. So yeah, I can't get around. I cannot get around that physical touch right now. So even just thinking about my grandmother, she's 85 and she will be fully vaccinated. I want to say maybe by next week, I plan to go visit her. I plan to visit her and she would really love to have, you know, her granddaughter come and visit her and just spend some time with her. So I look forward to that. Um, I'm going to have some quality time spent with, a couple of my cousins and my sister, maybe depends on how she feels. She's, she's uh, <laughs> pregnant with her third child. So it depends on how she feels, but I'll have an opportunity to get that love language, you know, catered to quality time with my family. So I look forward to that. And even, and with us even talking about the traditional love languages, Reese, are there any other love languages that are that don't fall underneath the traditional sense of Gary Chapman's book that you still feel speaks to you as a love language. 
Um, I, I, and I know that's probably like, I don't know. I don't know the correct word in terms for it, but like food. Mm-hmm. Like if someone knows like what type of food you like and they're making sure like it's savory and you can, I don't know. I, I can't get it quite together, but it's not because I'm hungry because I ate, <laughs> but um, just a, a good meal. Mm-hmm a good meal somebody who could put together a good meal or take you to a place where you can get a good meal yes that right there that's a love language to me Um, like learning different things about me Mm -hmm. like my little quirks little jokes things like that that's a love language to me like you can say something back to me that I said to you that there was a joke and you get it and you're not Mm -hmm. taking offense to it so stuff like that um love language like I said it's those five are are good but sometimes you can't put a word on a connection Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah so for me that's that doesn't fall underneath the traditional five love languages for me is putting me on some new music or creating mm-hmm. a playlist for me. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. And I've had men that have in different phases of my life <laughs> that have put me on to artists and also have reintroduced me to artists that I had learned, you know, enjoyed before. And I'm like, wow, you really put this together for me. You had me in mind. I'm like, oh, this is an automatic penny dropper. <laughs> it's like, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> um, another, just as Reese mentioned about little quirks, like for me, my cousin also, um, we're five months apart. She also speaks to this love language. We just get each other. Like we don't have the same brain. I don't want y'all to think we have the same mm-hmm. brain, but there's a lot of different movies that we enjoy and, and also sitcoms from the nineties that we enjoy. And so other people won't get it, but she and I will get it. So we will just, you know, recite something from the movie. Nobody else know, like, what? What's that? You're like, you don't know this movie? But she and and I know that movie. And we can just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. Now, if I could find a male equivalent to my cousin. Yeah. And and (laughs) those are like, those are awesome connections where you could be singing something. So I have a cousin that's like that. Um, it's a verse in a two chain song. Well, not a verse, a skit. And uh, he be like, everybody in here pregnant. The pit bull pregnant. The uh, crackhead over there, she pregnant. Uh, the baby mom over there, she pregnant again, and something like that. And I just said because they were talking about dogs being pregnant. And I was like, oh, the pit bull over there, she pregnant, and she just bust out laughing. <laughs> she knew what I was talking about. Those type of like you said, if you can get that from the opposite sex or the same or whoever your partner is, that is like an awesome feeling. It really is because you feel like that person truly knows you. So, and this even goes into the conversation very briefly, Reese, about soulmates. Mm-hmm. Soulmates are not always um, sexual. Um, sometimes they could be platonic. Yep. They could be your friends. They could be your family. Mm-hmm. But yes, like my cousin, I believe without a shadow of a doubt, that's my soulmate. She is. She's my soulmate. She just gets me and vice versa. So I'm like, man, if I can get that in a romantic partner, that'd be awesome. So I was like, maybe I need to find a sign like hers. So she an Aquarius. So maybe I need to find an Aquarius. <laughs> and, and my cousin who got that verse that I was talking about, she's an Aquarius also. Okay. That, yes. And my, Ray, my daughter, is an Aquarius. So it yeah. might be something with the Aquarius. It gotta be. It gotta be yeah. something with the Aquarius. So I just think about that. And I think about how well you and I, even though we haven't known each other very long, mm-hmm. how you and I get along and like the male version of y'all, I, mm. man, Jesus <laughs> help me. But <laughs> my TikTok and friend, okay. I can send her my TikTok. So she gonna get it. She gonna get it. She has the men Virgos. Is, mm, mm. Yeah. Yes. But uh, you and I get along well and we haven't known each other well. And that just is a testament to personality in your heart. Yeah. That's what that is. And so, like I said, soulmates aren't always romantic. Um, mm-hmm. You can have a soulmate in a friend. You can have a soulmate 
and a family member. But yes, my cousin, that is my soulmate. The next person behind her as my soulmate is my sister. Okay. My sister just gets me too, even though she's younger than me. Sometimes I'll be like, girl, when you going to grow up from that to myself? <laughs> but I was like, but you know what? You was there. So let her live. <laughs> right. But she gets me. She's my dance partner, my sister. She's my dance partner. And we just have fun and we turn up. Like ever since she's been legal enough to hang out with me, <laughs> <laughs> that's my turn up partner. And my cousin's also my turn up partner. Like we just go out and we just go out on the dance floor and we just tear it up. You know, when we have the good mega knees that night, you know, afterwards we might be like, oh girl, my knees hurt. But, down, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, but you know, so that's why, like I mentioned about quality time, I'm excited to see my cousins again mm-hmm. and you know, my sister, you know, God willing, I'm excited to see them and spend time with them because we do something we call cousins brunch. Okay. So we go to brunch and the last time that we were together was Thanksgiving weekend. And I held brunch here because most restaurants still weren't doing indoor dining. So we did brunch at my house and my cousin did all the cooking. Mm-hmm. I hosted it. And we played a couple of games and I wanted them to stay longer. But it's like, girl, we gotta go home. I was like, okay. (laughs) You know, it's like, okay. So I look forward to them coming over in a couple of weeks. And we're going to, you know, play some games and maybe do karaoke because I got a karaoke mic. I've been wanting one for so long. And so every once in a while, I'll get in here and be singing Luther because (laughs) I love Luther. Big or skinny, it don't matter to me. I love Luther. So yeah, so I sometimes I because I think I can sing, I, I I can hold a tune, y'all, but I ain't no singer. So <laughs> I get in here thinking I sound good, like ooh, yes. Then I record myself, I'm like, mm, girl, no. <laughs> but yeah, so I look forward to, you know, and again, I might end up, you know, breaking the CDC guidelines and hug my family because I miss them. I, I miss being around them, and. A lot of my friends do not live in in the same area as me. Most of my friends live out of state, miles and miles away. And so when we get the opportunity to see each other, it's wonderful. So reconnecting and binding even closer with my family for quality time is, is essential for my life. It helps get me through, especially because in the beginning of the pandemic, I was just so positive, like, yes, this is not going to last long. We'll be getting back to normal, you know, just positive, 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 which is now what we know as positive toxicity. Mm. <laughs> so then when I realized I don't, I didn't know the next time I was actually going to see a family member, I lost it. So I, it broke me. So this pandemic has definitely been interesting. And, and I, I've heard some people who have gotten closer spend with the quality time with their family and kids some people find out that they they love their spouse but they might not like them yeah I don't really like you or they might not even like their kids like I love my kids but I really don't like my kids and then in some of them (laughs) yes and then some instances people are starting to see that their kids they thought was perfect angels are not Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) And so um, you shared an article with me uh, from Good Housekeeping. And one line that stuck out to me was understanding your different love languages can really help to break through communication barriers. And what you just said was um, you may love them, but you may not really like them. And that's probably because they don't feed to your love language or you all just don't mesh well. Sometimes things just don't mesh well. And we have so many different distractions, which the pandemic brought to a pause. So you may have soccer for the kids or your husband works this place. He works 20 minutes away. He has to travel. And by the time he comes home, he's ready to eat, love on y'all and then go to bed. So you don't have that. He's working out the bedroom. You're working out the office. And then your kid's working in the basement because, you know, virtual learning. Um, it, it, it does definitely 
if you know how somebody wants to be loved, it definitely opens up different uh, communication with them. So you're not wondering why um, this person doesn't want to talk to you or this they need this done and you're not understanding why they're frustrated. Yeah, that's great that you mentioned that it's important, not only in a romantic setting, but also even with your siblings, mm-hmm. if you have a relationship with your siblings, your children, your spouse, you know, whomever that, you know, you consider near and dear to your heart. I know that after I had read the book, I had sent the quiz to my immediate family, my mom um, and siblings and I got to learn what their primary love languages were. I was kind of looking at my mom like, girl, please, you better get you a man. <laughs> but uh, as far as like my siblings, one of my siblings' primary love language was words of affirmation. Another one of my siblings' primary love language was quality time. So, you know, understanding that. And I think that believe that the last relationship I was in would have ended in long-term partnership but I feel that it would have been you know nice of me to learn what that person's love language at the time we were dating I think that that just as Reese had mentioned that's where the communication broke down for a lot of things and I consider myself to be a great communicator I was a communications major when I was in college yet when it comes to the opposite sex it's like I can write how I feel, but I could not always express how I feel, whether in phone conversation or in-person conversation, which is weird. Mm. But I believe that had I knew what my partner's love language was, it could have been even more effective communication between us to understand each other and to love each other better. So this is the five love languages is not going to give you a perfect relationship. We're not, you know, expressing that to you as our listeners, but we are telling you it's a starting point. Yeah. It gives you a foundation for all relationships in your life. And yes, Gary Chapman has multiple variations of the five love languages, as Reese mentioned, five love languages for children. Mm-hmm. You know. There's so many variations of it, but the book, if you haven't gotten a chance to read it, it's awesome. It's awesome. I in each chapter gives you a series of questions to, about, you know, after the topic, just gives you like a review, mm-hmm. gives you a review of some things. And I had actually grabbed a notebook that I had wrote everything down and I'm like, wow, I really was serious taking notes, child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really was serious taking notes, but it was awesome. It was beneficial for me to read. And yes, I mean, it helped me know exactly what my love languages were, but definitely my next relationship, I want to take that time out to know what his love languages are, because it's important for you to know how your partner wants to be loved, because we can't love people the way that we want to be loved, because that may not be what they want. Mm-hmm. It may not be what they need. And then we can get frustrated. And again, that's where that breakdown of communication can happen. So yeah. it's important for you to know your partner, your children, your parents, your siblings, your friends, et cetera, et cetera. It's important for you to know their love language. Mm-hmm. I know it, it had mentioned something about coworkers. I said, I don't care about them. Look, I, I, care about them. I, yeah, I don't care about their love language. No. Uh. Right, like I already had to spend most of my life around y'all pre-pandemic. I I don't want to know y'all like that. Right. So, yeah, you know, so that, but it has um it has really been great. It's really been great to to know, to identify, and like I said, those non-traditional ones that we share, just two examples. It may be even more examples, but sometimes off the fly, you might not be able to know all of them. But right. I too receive enjoy a well-prepared meal oh, like okay. I love a man that can throw down in the kitchen look at here okay listen he knows his way around the kitchen he knows not to overseason food he knows what compliments the food you know like I mention this often this ratchet Facebook group I'm in <laughs> there's one guy and one guy in particular um who does not know how to cook and every chance I get I troll him so if they ask a relationship type of question, I'm like a man who can cook. 
So I always say that. And he just, he, you know, it's like I said, it's just me friendly trolling him or in Philly, we say we bitten on each other, but I am a product of the nineties. So I still use slang from the nineties. So okay. I, I learned new stuff. I be like, uh, okay, let, let me ask somebody young what that means. I don't know, but, but yeah, so I like to troll him. Actually, I like to troll all the men in that group. I have a reputation of I like to kind of my, male, my male friends, like the platonic ones and non-platonic ones, because girl, they ain't my friends. They a lot of them niggas is I just work with. No, I'm saying <laughs> I like to troll too, but it's just be them. Um, because I'm quick to be so because I sent the um questionnaire to two of my male uh friends. Mm-hmm. The one his was quality time, and then the other one his was act of service. And he was like, hey, you know what? Because I, I wouldn't mind if, you know, if I'm outside cutting the grass and she brought me some water, like, I'm like, ooh, that might be the one. And then the one who won the quality time, he was like, hey, if I got it, I'm going to get it. But I don't be getting it, so I ain't got it. I'm like, oh, Yeah, so, and I think that just that breakdown that men have, mm-hmm. and we will eventually get a male guest on yeah. our on our podcast, but I think that because they have a lot of them have been conditioned to not show emotion mm-hmm. to not express how they feel. So they don't really know how to express to their partner or their friends or their loved ones exactly what they need. So they just kind of like, <laughs> I mean, men don't really have a safe space because they have not allowed themselves to have a safe space. <laughs> Remember when they tried to blame us, Reese on social media said we don't have a, sp- a safe space because of women. No, y'all don't have a safe space because y'all friendships are trash. Like, <laughs> y'all y'all, y'all homeboys who like don't show you no type of love, but y'all been knowing each other since y'all was little, so y'all have their loyalty. Or your barber, you got more loyalty to your barber than somebody. At, hey, wing yeah, their their friendships are very surface level to me. They have no depth. Like a woman, mm-hmm. like I cannot understand for the life of me women who prefer to have friendships with men because I'm like, have you met men? They are effing terrible for the most part. And they can't hold water because a lot of people's business that I've learned came from a man's mouth. (laughs) Listen here. Okay. I'm banned from Facebook for 30 days. Again? Yeah. Because I told my little sister to shut up, but. What? So they get real sensitive now. I said, she's my little sister. I'm going to tell her to shut up. But anyway, and it wasn't like in a girl shut up type way. It was like, girl, you goofy shut up. But yeah, it, I got clipped for trying to send condolences to someone and yeah. a pop-up came up to say that it was... Did you want to edit your comment? Yeah, I said, I'm just saying I'm sorry for your loss, but I couldn't even say that. So I just had to send the carry emoji. Yeah, but see, um, like you said, most of the gossip that you hear comes from men. And I say this all the time. I say this on all social media platforms. Men are the biggest lurkers. Men are the biggest gossipers and they are the messiest because if you hear some, he say, she say it nine times out of 10 came from a man. And that is sad. That is sad. It nine times out of 10 came from a man. Um, uh, um, my prime example. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about the prison bays from TikTok where um i think six or seven men it might have been more but what i saw on um one of the instagram pages was like six or seven men got on there saying hey my name is such and such such and such this is my jpay um contact me here uh i'm just looking for a man i'm just looking for a friend Uh, another dude said i'm looking for somebody to grow with another dude said i'm looking for um I'm looking for a relationship. I'm looking for someone to love. You heard all of this from men in prison. And a lot of the comments that I'm seeing is from men is like, yeah, did y'all, y'all talking some y'all looking for love and y'all okay with these men in prison? But did y'all notice that such and such, such and such killed his ex-girlfriend, three kids while she was screaming, help me, and then killed her? Like, 
a woman would have found that out, but I don't think a woman would have put that on there just then and there. But like I said, men are messy. TikTok, like I have a TikTok, but I don't have a TikTok really for me to create content. I have a TikTok because I want to follow other people. <laughs> so unless you send it to me or Candace send something to me or anybody, I don't know what's going on. But yeah, just overall. Yeah, so it's 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 prison bays and TikTok. And um I just pulled it up. Prison bays and TikTok. And the dude, his name Marcus Hawkins. He's handsome, handsome. None of the guys are ugly. Um, they're all handsome. And it says Marcus Marcus Hawkins murdered his girlfriend in front of her three kids as she screamed for help. This oh my like, goodness. And this is like, but I said most of the comments like that are coming from men. So it's like, y'all really did y'all research within two seconds of this article being up so y'all can make these comments. Men are messy. Yeah, because a, a woman would have been like, "That's the type of the woman y'all like." They wouldn't have like went into that woman's past just so soon. Men try to throw the other men in the in the dirt and don't even know what's going on. I've seen it done plenty of times. Yes, they do. And uh, like we mentioned, a lot of the pillow talking stuff is yeah. how I learned, or just in conversation, like um, my last. Um, and we had, we, we did a, a, a an episode on this BDR <laughs> bad <laughs> report. So the last time that I had that encounter with this man, he was spilling tea mm-hmm. about people. I was like, what? Like, yeah, like I'm talking to one of my homegirls. I'm like, what? For real? You know what I'm saying? So that's why we seeing like, I don't know when it it came to be that men believe that women are catty and that we gossip because a lot of gossip and tea spilled and stuff, I learned from men. So I'm going to give you another example. So there was a time it was a group of me and a group of friends and this guy told he was talking to one of the girls in the group, but you know, wanted to keep it real subtle. That's fine. And he contacted me like, hey, you meeting up with us? And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. He was like, okay, whatever. We there, he texts, well, he sent me a message on social media like, hey, um, let me, here's my number, text me when you get home. And me, I'm, I'm, I'm not one to think that anytime a man compliments you, give you his number or anything, he wants anything with you. He's just being genuine. That's just me. So I'm like, okay, I'm home, whatever. The conversation was real cordial, real platonic. Any conversation we had, good morning, how you doing? Have a good day. Uh, what you eat for lunch type shit. So comes to find out, he tells the girl he was talking to that I shot my shot at him. I said, how? How did how did I shoot my shot at you when you told gave me your number? You told me to contact you in order to let you know when I got home. So now you being messy trying to start stuff between two different women. Another instance was a dude called himself liking me, but I was um, dating his friend and he was telling his friend like, yeah, you know, she may be too much for you. Um, you need you a, a quieter woman, a more low-key type woman. Did you think I was going to talk to you? after i talked to him and that's your friend like messy stuff like that i don't like i don't go for yeah it ain't me yeah mm-hmm. so men definitely in my experience and they lurk they'll follow you from their homeboy page and see everything that you're doing what and, oh, look they'll follow you from the homeboy page or the home group uh, the niece or uh, whoever page see what you're doing see where you at see what pictures you post or that be on on social media and be like i don't really be on uh i don't really be on facebook i don't really be on instagram and they just won't say nothing or comment nothing but they see everything that you're posting can tell you about it 
Mm, I must don't have that snapper. Girl, I don't, no, don't got it either. But I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know some men that's like that. They literally, they they have a Facebook page, they have an Instagram page, they have a Twitter, but they never comment on nothing. They never post anything. The last time they posted on was probably 2006. Mm. But they could tell you everything that you posted from 2006 to now. Man. They're the biggest lurkers in America. Mm, mm, mm. A hot mess. A hot mess. But we'll go ahead and end up this episode. What we're going to do, we will send the link. We'll post the link to the five love languages so you can take the quiz yourself and see what your love language is. Um, You can send it to your friends, your family, um, even try the one with the children, which was kind of fun to do with Ray. um, Because some of the answers I thought she was going to answer, but she didn't. So it kind of surprised me with this, you know, all about getting to know your child, your your person, whomever that is better. I also post a link to our playlist from episode DJ, once you play this girl, or DJ, once you play a love song. Um, also follow us on Facebook. The page is Love Drop Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Love Drop Pod. You can follow me, Reese Ray, on Twitter and Instagram. I am Curvy Vixen. T, where can I find you? Y'all can find me on Twitter at T the Gem. That's T E E the Gem. You can find me on Instagram at underscore T the Gem. Also have uh, merchandise, which is hoodies, t shirts. All of that good stuff on purchase some merch. Yes, purchase some merch on the flawless noises media network.com. Uh, also check out our other podcast hosts. Um, they have awesome content. We're open to any comments and questions, commentary, all of that good stuff. And we will see you. Well, talk to you, lover.